This is Living Your Big Bold Life Podcast, and I am your host, Bet Lucas. I am a mom of six crazy kids. I work as a VP in a fast-paced industry, and I've been on a health journey. But what does living your big, bold life even mean? Living boldly is having the courage to finally listen and do what your heart has been trying to tell you all along. Maybe it's to take back your health, write the book, go for the job, run the race. And I'm here to help you listen to that voice and to remind you to be you boldly. The world needs you. Hello, welcome to Living Your Big Bold Life Podcast. I am your host, Bette Lucas. Good morning, everyone. Good evening. Good afternoon. Whenever the heck you are listening to today's episode, it is nice and early here in the Pacific Northwest. And I had to chuckle. You know, it's early when you try to do face ID on your iPhone. You know, the like security measure that unlocks your phone instead of like entering a code when it doesn't recognize you because it's so early. You don't even look like yourself, I guess. (laughs) I got a good chuckle out of that this morning. Anyways, I'm thrilled that each one of you are here today. If you have been a listener since day one or if you are new here, welcome, welcome. I am Bette, and as many of you know, I am married to Spencer. I am a mom of six amazing, crazy kiddos, and I work in the energy industry. And I yes, I do work full-time, and many of you know I discuss juggling that all the while imperfectly pretty often, not because I think everybody should work outside of the home, not because I think everybody should have six children or a larger family, but I do find that many of you are coming to me saying, Bet, can you share some of your experiences on prioritizing your health all while juggling all the things? And the fun part for me about all of this is that I hope you realize that I'm coming to you not as an expert, not as someone who knows all the things about juggling all the things, but as someone who is learning right there with you. And maybe we're just walking together on this journey, right? And I am such a believer that our journeys can look very, very different but we can walk together, learn together, encourage each other, and hopefully really continue to step into the person that each one of us is called to be. And that is what living your big, bold life is all about. And there are some times when things get in the way of living our boldest life, right? Maybe we haven't prioritized our health like we should. Maybe we are distracted by our phones and social media. Maybe it's TV or maybe we have let worry and anxiousness take over our world. All things that are easy to do, I think, in today's day and age, right? So I hope you never find that I'm here to say I know better, I'm doing better. Nope. I 
fail each and every day. I really am here to try to do my best. And again, and hopefully encourage you and encourage me to live our big, bold lives together. Because I do believe that the world needs us and the world needs the best version of us, even if the best version of us is very imperfect and flawed. That is okay, too. What is today's episode all about? Well, I've been wanting to do kind of a Bet's Babble episode on a few things I I think you could label self-care, I guess. And sometimes I do think this notion of self-care can be a little bit over the top, right? It can come across a little bit as selfish. However, I talk to so many of you and each one of you are far, far from selfish. And some of you just need a little nudge to go and do maybe one or two things on your self-care checklist. Now, the funny thing is my self-care checklist isn't a facial or a massage. I love those things and I hope that someday in your future you get one or a pedicure or a manicure. You know, I love each one of those things, but I feel like those are so obvious that I'm not going to dive into getting a facial or a massage or a pedicure or manicure. I'm going to talk about some more random self-care things. And they're not all female related. So for all you male listeners out there, hopefully I don't leave you hanging. But I do think there are some things on our list that just kind of keep getting pushed down, whether it's on our health journey or whether it's just on our life journey. So as you know, I have been on a little bit of a social media fast. So for those of you that are in my private Facebook group, if you haven't joined yet, please come find me. It is called Motivate with Big Bold Life Podcast. It's on Facebook. It's a great group to encourage you on your unique health journey. Anyways, I've been pretty quiet in there. I've also been pretty quiet on Instagram and Facebook. I have still been posting some but definitely not as often. I didn't do a full-on give up social media for Lent, but I did want to do definitely a form of a fast from it. And just remember, you know, I talk about fasting from food or alcohol or sugar, but you can also fast from other things that are not something you put in your mouth, right? You can fast from social media. You can fast from the news. You can fast from Netflix or cable. You can fast from other things like gossiping or worrying. And I really believe in the power and the tool of fasting and applying it not just to eating in a time-restricted window, right? I believe it can be a tool that can be applied in so many areas and better us in the process. And I will tell you, I have really, really enjoyed this social media and kind of technology fast. It really has been such a breath of fresh air. I do because of my podcast and because of the many people I support out there, I do have to have some form of a presence, right? But it has been really nice to take a little bit of a break. So is there some area in your life that you feel you are being called to fast from? Is it fasting from one of the things I mentioned? Is it something else? Is it fasting from complaining? 
Is it fasting from raising your voice? I mean, the list could go on and on. And similar to my social media fast, it doesn't mean that you're never going to do those things. But maybe your fast can look like mine a little bit. I have found that fasting from certain things like that has often provided more time. Oh, precious time. Time that many of us don't have anymore, right? And the funny thing is, you probably know exactly what you need to fast from. It's now just stepping up and doing it. I find that same thing when it comes to our health journey. Most people know what they need to take a break from or reduce or just stop buying at the grocery store, right? It's hard to eat it if you're not buying it. It's hard to drink it if you're not buying it. It's hard to eat drive through food if you never go through a drive through By the way, I love fasting from that. Erin, my sister-in-law, posted a friend did that. I thought that was genius, fasting from drive throughs right? Because most of the time, well, I'd say like 99% of the time, it's pretty hard to find very healthy food at a drive through And it's fast food. And most things that are fast, we eat fast. And often that leaves us pretty unsatisfied. Anyways, moving on. What are some other self-care areas that I feel we kind of forget about? Well, the next one. I mentioned this a little bit in my other episode on going to the dentist. And I, unlike some of you, actually love getting my teeth clean and I love going to the dentist. However, I'm not a huge fan of like dental work, right? I don't mind getting cleaned, but I don't like the grinding and all that other stuff, okay? Well, I am now 41 and I just experienced my first crown. And to be honest, it wasn't that bad. I was expecting it to be way worse. And I was so grateful for such a kind and talented dentist. But if you have not gone to the dentist and you know this is an area you've been putting off, I think it's time. If you hate going to the dentist, maybe you need to find a new one. There are so many dentists out there with different personalities, different approaches that really could support you if you have anxiety in that regard. Another thing that can be really helpful is just bring your headphones and not bulky ones like small ones and put a book on tape. Listen to music that relaxes you. Heck, do white noise. Take a nap if you can. But at the end of the day, putting off our dental health is not a good thing because it's not going to just get better. If anything, we're prolonging it and we're making an issue worse, right? So I went to the dentist. I got my crown fixed. I actually also did something that was a little bit more on the vanity side, and I was so excited to get it done. I tend to grind my teeth a little bit. I also tend to like chew on things, which is also a bad habit for your teeth, right? So I had the front four of my teeth on the top. They added composites to those. I think that's what they call them. Effectively kind of added to my teeth. And I have small teeth to begin with. So that was a little bit of a process. I didn't get full on veneers, which is a little bit more extensive and expensive, but I did get composites and I am very happy with them. I would make sure if you're going to someone who's doing composites, knows what they're doing cosmetically, has an eye for it. I was fortunate that the dentist who did my crown also did my composites, and I'm super happy with them. But along with my composites, 
My other self-care dental item was that they made me a new night guard. And I want to provide encouragement here. If you've tried a night guard and it just hasn't worked for you or you were like me, you felt it was uncomfortable or you ended up taking it out in the middle of the night, even on accident, you guys, I got a new night guard. It is fabulous. It does not bug me. It does not feel like it's hurting my gums. I really think they've come a long way in making night guards. That night guard will help me from ruining these new composites. It will also keep me from grinding my teeth. And I will tell you, I really love it. And it hasn't been bothering me like prior night guards have. So that would be another thing that if you are clenching your teeth at night, grinding your teeth at night, have you tried a night guard? In many ways, when I talk to people about their night guard, they tell me it's very soothing to them to kind of put it in. It's almost like a part of their nighttime routine. Maybe they wear a sleep mask. Maybe they maybe they have some tea right before bed. Then they brush their teeth and they put their night guard in. Whatever that looks like for you, I highly encourage you to think about getting a night guard. It has been a great thing for me. So moving on. Okay, you guys, this is funny. I think it's funny. So I had three of my girls with me, my four, six, and 10-year-old. They had the day off from school. I had the day off from work. So I told them they could come with me, but mom needed to get some new bras. Okay, am I right? How many of you listening, besides my male listeners, how many of you listening need new bras? Like you're still wearing your nursing bra from your child that was born 10 years ago, or you're still wearing that bra that like literally has a hole in it, but it's your favorite one because now it's super comfortable, or you're wearing one that is turned a different shade of uh, pink because it was washed with someone else's clothes. Yes, you're supposed to wash them separately, but we all know sometimes that doesn't happen. Anyways, if you are like me, or maybe I'm the only one out there, bra shopping on my self-care list is always so far down. And I tend to do bra shopping like this. One, I never know what size I am because I've been like every size possible with numerous babies weighing different weights. And I will tell you that I continue to be amazed that on my weight loss journey, how much I've lost in my chest. And to be honest, it doesn't bother me at all. Like, I am super happy about that. Now, some of you don't like to lose weight in that area, but hey, after years of being pretty busty, to be honest, I am so happy to be able to wear a shirt and it doesn't look promiscuous because of the fact that I am more busty. And I feel like it's so much less annoying when I work out. Oh my goodness. So I digress, but I went bra shopping yesterday and I do think it's one area to kind of splurge on. And I know not all of us have the budget to do that. So I respectfully say that, but I did go to Nordstrom, which is a little bit more of a specialty store here in our area. And I know they have them in other cities too. But what I like about Nordstrom is they will measure you and then they will help you find bras to fit you appropriately. For someone like me who has bounced around on my bra size, 
it has been really helpful to get measured because sometimes I don't know, am I wearing the right size? Do I have the right support? And every time I just never regret that. So try to find somewhere, a department store that could measure you if you're a little self-conscious because maybe you're walking around with bras that don't fit. Maybe you're walking around with bras that aren't supporting you correctly. And I think they can really help you in that area. I walked away with five five, yes, new bras. And I am so happy about it. And yes, I will make sure and throw away my other bras, some which were my pregnancy bras this time around with Vivi, some which uh, have seen like World War III, or at least they look like it. So if you are like me and bra shopping has been on the bottom of your list, I challenge you to go take some time save a little money, and you are worth getting a new bra. Trust me, it's (laughs) life-changing. But the best part of it was is that bringing my four, six, and 10-year-old, they've never – I mean, we don't go shopping a lot, and we just don't. And I think it's due to my work schedule or whatever, and I hate going to the mall, and I hate shopping on weekends. And so – This time we went on a Monday. It was really dead at the mall. It was perfect for my style of shopping. And their giggles, you guys, in the dressing room were so funny. And then I jokingly like put the bras on their shoulders over their clothes. Oh my gosh. It was amazing. It was worth going bra shopping just for that experience. Now, not so relaxing. <laughs> so if if, uh, if you have a four and six or 10-year-old around that's appropriate to bring with you bra shopping, maybe uh, I recommend it. Well, maybe I don't, but it was cute. <laughs> okay, moving on. The other area that I want to share about is my experience with going to a naturopath. I did find a naturopath that was also an MD, so that means they can prescribe as well. And you guys, if you can go naturopath shopping, speaking of shopping, please, please do. If you, similar to your dentist, your doctor, and anyone in your life, if you go the first time and it's not a fit, it's okay to change and try again. Don't give up. Going to the naturopath was such a great step on my health journey. I have wanted to do this for so long, but I just really hadn't taken the time or found the time. What I did was I first asked those I knew in the health space for recommendations. You can also go to a local mom's group on Facebook, start asking your neighbors, just ask around. Hey, do you go to a naturopath? Who do you like? What do you see? Who's the best? But the most refreshing thing about going to a naturopath, and I'm not trying to criticize anyone who is a medical doctor or a nurse in in more the Western medicine space, but you guys never once did she bring up medications. She really wanted to understand my current state of health. So when I said I wanted to get more blood work done just to understand my body, she didn't think I was crazy. She just brought up what the costs would be. And I was like, let's do it because I had been wanting to do a full thyroid panel. I really wanted to do my vitamin D levels. She was so on board. And I feel like when you do that in the Western medicine space, it's kind of like 
not an eye roll, but that's not really why they are expecting to see you, right? They want to know what's ailing you. And then oftentimes it's onto a medication discussion. And you guys, I'm not anti-medications, but in today's day and age, I'm really disappointed that instead of people looking for the underlying issue and the underlying cause of what may be ailing you, we are turning to medications first and foremost. And no one can argue with me that that's not the case. Now, you may say your doctor doesn't, or you may be a doctor and you don't. But you guys, if you look at the amount of medications that are only growing by prescription, it's dramatic. And again, I'm not anti-meds, but physicians and patients and all of us need to do a better job of first prioritizing our health, figuring out what some of our underlying issues are, and taking steps to heal those first. Whether that is by fasting, whether that is by reducing alcohol and sugar or carbs, specifically processed ones, because I'm not anti-carbs. I just think that the processed ones really aren't doing us any favors. Maybe it's you need to take walks after dinner or lift some weights. Maybe you need to get more sleep. Maybe you need to turn off the news because it's keeping you up at night. If you haven't done those things first, if you haven't worked on those things first, that to me should be being preached to you or you should be preaching that to yourself way before a prescription is ever brought into the picture. I will tell you She did the same with my daughter. My daughter is 12. She took the time just to talk to my daughter about what's going on in her life. How's she feeling? What frustrates her? My daughter was able to share about her siblings kind of bugging her from time to time. And the physician even gave her some kind of coping tools. How cool is that? My husband went not long after his stroke, and that was really helpful. She also encouraged us to make sure we're getting enough vitamin D, getting outside, taking some supplements, also fish oil. It was so refreshing. So at some point, I may do a bigger episode on the naturopath experience, but I can't tell you how much I recommend it. Also on that note, Spencer did follow up with a cardiologist recently after his stroke incident. And many of you have been wondering how that's been going. I will tell you, I was pretty disappointed in the follow-up. My husband is overall extremely healthy. He weighs 160 pounds. He has very low body fat percentage. He's not drinking. He's eating super healthy. He's fasting. He's exercising. He's been really trying to stay off screens. I mean, There's not much else he could really do on his health journey. And I've been so proud of him. Sometimes managing stress is where he struggles. He tends to internalize things. And so that's been something he's been working on. But when we went to the cardiologist, instead of the cardiologist acknowledging the good health that Spencer was in, instead of recognizing the life choices he's been making, And speaking of that, Spencer had to give away eight bags of clothes because even though he wasn't really overweight, he's lost like over 20 pounds, I think. And so a lot of his clothes aren't fitting him. His waist is now a 30 and he was a few inches above that for sure. I would like to think that a physician 
would just see that and recognize that and almost, you know, pat the guy on the back, right? That is not what happened. In fact, it was like the mission of this physician was to kind of scare Spencer about this stroke and to also prescribe him medications. Medications that, from my opinion, he did not need. But the physician did not like that we were asking questions, pushing back a little bit on the fact that we didn't essentially agree that these medications were needed for him. So once that kind of occurred, the physician continued to kind of dig in his heels. And you could tell, you could tell no longer was he really going to be of value to us. And to be honest, I don't know if he was valuable at all. And I'm sure he is a very talented physician, but it was another example where he was trying to solve Spencer's issue through medication. And we were there to find out what was the underlying cause of his stroke. And really, at the end of the day, whether he needed to have the operation to close the hole that he has that may have allowed a small clot to pass through, or Does he not need to do that? And really, that was what we were there for. So we are going to get a second opinion. But if you've been in our shoes, I encourage you to do the same. Again, in any area of your life where something doesn't feel quite right or where the doctor is being so quick to say, oh, you're not sleeping right, here's a sleeping pill. Oh, you're anxious all the time, here's an anxiety medicine. Oh, I think your cholesterol is high. Here's a statin. I am not against whatever you and your physician decide, but watch how your doctor approaches medication. And are they doing anything to encourage you on your health journey? And do they even know how to encourage you? Or are they just telling you kind of old advice, like eat a bunch of whole wheat grains, count calories, stuff that's outdated and in many ways doesn't work and isn't sustainable for many of us. Okay, moving on. The last area of self-care is super random. But do any of you have just a few random gift cards in your purse or at your house and they just sit around and you never use them? My little form of cleaning up, and simplifying is using up those gift cards. And normally I'd say, oh, we should save them. We should keep them around. And then my brother, he told me about this. He's like, no, the minute I get a gift card, I use it because I don't want to lose it and I just want it out of here. And I'm like, that's actually a really good idea. So I've been doing that and I realized how many random silly gift cards I had been carrying around. Like I had a $10 Walmart one. I think it was from like a return. I have a Home Depot one that I need to give to Spencer because I never go to Home Depot and he only goes to Home Depot. <laughs> In fact, I anytime he goes, I get an email receipt for some reason. It must be our account set up. And you guys, it never fails. If I am out of town, it's within like 24 hours, I get an email Home Depot receipt. It must be his second wife when I'm I'm gone. It just must be. He's having an affair, an affair with Home Depot, okay? <laughs> Um, I'm trying to think what else I used up. Oh, I had these loyalty points at a local restaurant that actually were correlating to real money. So we scheduled a dinner date night with a favorite couple. So if you're like me, you've been carrying around random, random gift cards, use them up. Let's do it, okay? 
The other thing that I have always struggled cleaning out is when I have lost weight, getting rid of some of my bigger clothes. Do any of you struggle with that? I think it's because I've never had something that actually worked on my health journey, right? It was like, oh, lose five pounds, gain 10 back, lose five pounds, gain six back. And I will tell you that the tools on Living Your Big Bold Life podcast work, you guys. I'm a real person. Listeners here are real people who also have struggled on their health journey from time to time. And guess what? The tools here work. And the best part about these tools is they leave lasting results. I have a few pairs of jeans that I'll still wear from time to time, but they're too big. But sometimes I can't imagine that I won't need them. Well, maybe the weight's going to come back. Well, what if I take off some time and don't work out? What if I'm not as dedicated on my fast? What if I've been going out to dinner more? What if we went on a vacation? But guess what? In each one of those instances, my gene size hasn't gone up. So if you've listened for a long time, but you haven't dove in yet, and tried some of the tools that our listeners share, I'd say today's a pretty good day to do it. I'd also say today's a pretty good day to get rid of those genes that have been sticking around. I'm going to do it today. Will you join me? Well, you guys, I hope today has been helpful. I hope you know that I walk with each one of you, sending you joy from my early morning microphone here. And I'm really excited about a few upcoming episodes. One, I am going to interview Spencer about his health journey. Pretty excited about that one. Don't know how excited he is. (laughs) I'm also going to do an episode on doing a longer fast. And I'm talking like a two to four day fast. And Maybe for those of you who want to do one during Holy Week, that's going to be a really good time to do a longer fast. I find it times really well. For those of you that don't follow those faith traditions, I still encourage you to join us. A longer fast can be an amazing tool on our health, life, and faith journey. And so I hope to share an episode on that soon. And maybe you're like me. You rarely would do a fast longer than 40 hours, right? I have done an episode on my 40-hour fast. Actually, I've done a few, but one pretty recently. There are times every once in a while where a little bit longer fast can be quite healing for many reasons, not just for our bodies and our physique, but for our heart too. So be looking for that episode and my episode with Spencer, ironically a little bit about his heart too. Thank you for letting me share my heart with each one of you and go live boldly, my friends. Your heart needs you. See you next time.
Thank you for listening today. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to write a review and push that subscribe button. I also hope you will come hang out with me on Instagram, Facebook, and my new website, vetlucas.com. And remember, friends, be you boldly. The world needs you. Thank you.